Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newest installment of Generational Gap. Me, Aaron Powers, my daughter, Lucy Lulu Powers. Say hello, Lulu. Hi. Uh, this week, back to just us two. Dylan's too cool for us, even though he's seen this particular movie. He doesn't like us that much, he I guess. He loves it. And loves it, yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Outsiders. The book and the movie. Lou is actually just, just, just finished reading the book in school. And I just saw the movie for the first time. I never saw it as a child. I'm not quite that old. <laughs> but, uh... It's made in 83. Yeah, see, I was born in 84, so... Of course I haven't seen it. I'm not a geezer. Um... Yet you love Karate Kid, <laughs> which was made the same year you were born. Karate Kid, Red Dawn. That was actually how it got when you guys went to Chicago a few weeks ago mm-hmm. to see Belinda. Uh, D- Dylan insisted that I watched it, and I watched yeah. it. And I'm not going to lie, Lou. Not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, their accents are terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Tom Cruise's accent, Steve. And like his no two lines. No wonder he doesn't have many lines because his accent was not good. Yeah, I mean, well, Ralph Macchio was like the main character, and mm-hmm. his just sounded like the most general Southern accent you could do. Oh, so yeah, it like there's definitely certain things that you literally just thought you were watching Karate Kid. <laughs> like, yeah, the you get beat up in this too. Oh, worse. <laughs> Do you know the... Because in the book, they have a whole flashback of it. Like to the, the karate tournament? No. <laughs> to the All-Valley Tournament. <laughs> no, of um, Ralph Macchio's character, Johnny, of him getting beat up by the socius, the rival gang, that's right, the rich right. kids. They have the a whole... preppies, as they yeah. would have been called years later. <laughs> they have a whole flashback of his. I like socius better, by the way. We should bring that back. Socius? Yeah. It's, I like that name, yeah. The socials. Yeah. Socialites. Um, but, like, they had a whole, like... And the first, like, five minutes of the movie is Pony Boy walking back by himself from the movies and getting jumped by, like, the same people that jumped Johnny. Right. Which, in the movie, it starts off, which would have been, like, season two or season... Th- not, not Season? I always do that. Goofball. Chapter two or chapter three of mm. Dally, Johnny, and Pony Boy going to the movies. Got it, got it. Yeah, so there were two different versions of the movie, which I didn't know until you dropped that knowledge bomb on me. Yes, because Friday we're going to watch the one that has all the extra scenes. Okay, So what I cool. guess happened is they filmed like pr- pretty much the whole book in like movie form, clearly, and then was like, and then took out a bunch of scenes, and then the daughter of the director was like, Hey, you gotta add in these scenes. Like, we're doing like this again. I'm sorry, but we have to. Wow. So, basically, this movie was heavily influenced by teenage girls. Pretty much. Is what you're saying. Because if you don't know, folks, the novel that it's based off of was actually written by a 16 year old girl. Started when she was 15, did most of the writing when she was 16, and it was published when she was 18. S.E. Hinton. Which, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was her initials because it was a girl, too. Oh, and so they do the creative advertising because people wouldn't... Never know. In that day and age, yeah. Probably right. That's uh, What's the uh, author of Harry Potter? Wasn't that kind of a... J.K. J.K. Rowling? Wasn't that kind of a similar thing? Yeah. And um, it said that when she, when she started writing when she was 15, one of her friends got jumped 
by these like preppy kids that they knew or like not new but like they went to school with got jumped by them mm-hmm. it's kind of in the same fashion that pony boy did right so wrote that story of a kid getting jumped and then made it a whole novel after a year later wow now i want to know how she picked the soda boy so soda pop and pony soda, boy. soda boy soda pop and tony tony oh my goodness <laughs> pony boy and soda pop because, I mean... She had a Coke next to her, and she loved ponies. I tell you, I, I... I, Man, have you ever heard the song A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash? I don't think so. It's pretty funny. Life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. His dad named him Sue and then left, and he had to fight his whole life because people made fun of him for being Sue. And Then he met his dad in a bar someday and knocked him out. It sounds <laughs> like a beautiful song. It's a great song. <laughs> Life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. Yeah, um, and kind of like the mo- a lot of the book, because it goes from them, and it happens, the first like half of the movie is like two days, because mm-hmm. like them, uh, oh, the whole movie doesn't even cover yeah, it's, much, they're not even in hiding that long, I didn't think. No, about a week. Yeah. Like a little less than a week, so the whole movie. And, like, the whole book is a few months because um, there's a whole kind of, like, court thing that was going on between the boys because... That makes sense, yeah. Uh, because Those aren't usually overnighters. Those are... Yeah. They always take some time to have a whole because hearing and everything. Dairy, like, kind of almost lost Soda and Pony, so, like, right. it's, like, a whole court thing because they might get thrown into a boys' home. And then he had home. to get in a dance contest <laughs> and nobody put baby like in the corner. Patrick Swayze. So, yeah, and that was when when I had Dylan watch that movie Red Dawn that mm. I attempted to have you watch <laughs> last night. Um, he was like, "You like this, and you've never seen The Outsiders because it's <laughs> literally like the same cast, literally plus Tom Cruise and Emilio Estevez." And tell you what, even when he's not playing hockey or coaching hockey, he's all right. For real, love Emilio Estevez. Um, I didn't realize until just when I was looking up everything for before we started that Francis Ford Coppola directed it. That's mm-hmm. a, a very, very heralded director. Yeah, I think it was just last night. I was watching like a behind-the-scenes thing, and they talked about it a little bit. And they had like Thomas and Ralph. Um, I think they had Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of what her name is, but the girl that plays Cherry. Like, the four of them rewatched Diane the Lane. I yes. didn't even realize when I was watching She's a very, very accomplished actress as She's well. really pretty. Very Me pretty. Too. Very pretty. Um, why would you do that? For those of you who don't know, Lulu just threw a baseball at me. <laughs> my phone fell out of my pocket. Narrowly pop. missed my face. What do you mean, was that? It was my phone. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was my phone. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon's been in some funny movies, too. Yeah. Now you got another three fifty-year-old guy to crush on. Two, folks, let us know in the comments if you think it's weird that she crushes on Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio, not even that, Matt Dillon, uh, like Joshua Jackson, but Joshua like Jackson. Mighty Ducks Joshua Jackson, who is her age-ish, but it's weird because he's older than me in real life, <laughs> right? Like, they're called fictional for a reason, though. It's yeah, a fictional character, not the actual Joshua actor. Joshua Jackson's his real name. 
Hmm. But I like Charlie Conway, not Joshua Jackson. Oh, all right, all right. There's a difference. Right. I guess. But like Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm looking at the cast of The Outsiders. There are a ton of names, but <laughs> Leif Garrett was in it. He was a singer back then. Bob oh. Sheldon. He was one of the socialists. Um, was he the... Wait, I can never remember which one died, Bob or Randy. Because one of them died. And then I'm Randy. <laughs> Bob died. He's he's the uh, one that Johnny ends up killing because he tried to drown Pony Boy. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. C. Thomas Howell. Very... Dusty. Foyette. So he Woo! goes... He is, yeah, Foyette from Criminal Minds. We didn't even put that George together. Foyette. Oh, my God. It's so funny because... The... The jokes we make of this is why he became a serial killer. Right. Like if all their characters had, connected, wouldn't that be? He a had trip? all this drama, then to Red Dawn, then the criminal minds. It's just it's it's so funny how you can do that with just roles people have played like literally years apart like that. And you know what I'm finding funny as I look through the, the cast. Okay, Diane Lane's par- character, Cherry Valance. Has anyone ever actually named their child Cherry? They Because they <laughs> in movies, it. there um, are cherries all the time. And I'm always like, nobody actually names their kid this Cherry. One, That's like cherry's putting a them nickname. right on the pole. Okay. It's something else, but Cherry's a nickname because she's red hair. you name your kid Cherry, you might as well just stick her on the pole as soon as she can walk. In the Thundermans. That was her best friend's name. Cherry. Exactly. <laughs> she was probably a doing dumb little blonde. Now. Exactly. <laughs> You're not helping the argument. No, I'm just laughing. I just... And then Matt the Dillon's author... laugh makes me laugh. <laughs> I love his laugh. It's so funny. The... Oh, there she is. The author of the book, S.E. Hinton, was actually in the movie. Oh, I love a nurse like that. caring for Dally when he was in the hospital after the uh, the saving the kids from the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the scene that she's in, she asked where his robe is because he ended up taking his robe oh, off and that. throwing it in the trash. Yeah, and he and he's like, "Get out of here! You make you making me sick." Yeah, nurse, what happened to your gown? I threw it away. Rolls eyes. I can't wait till you're out of here. Get out. Just get out. You're making me sick in my stomach. Laughs. <laughs> Matt Dillon's laugh. Oh, Matt Dillon. Yeah. There's, <laughs> you should see there's something about Mary someday. Not, not anytime <laughs> soon. That will not be the next episode, folks. So, looking into some of the differences between the book and the movie. Yes. Sandy, Sandy and Soda Pop's I don't relationship. Like her. I will fight this woman. So <laughs> Sandy is Soda Pop's girlfriend who ends up cheating on him and getting pregnant by another guy, but he wants to marry her, so he proposes to her. She says no because she's pregnant with another guy's baby and moves to Florida. So I'm... Soda Pop is Rob Lowe? Yeah. Okay. It's so sad. I will fight this girl. So, lay it out for me one more time. Okay, so, he is, like, in love with this girl. And she ends up cheating on him, getting pregnant by another guy. Mm-hmm. They're 16. Yeah. Like, and then, at that age, that happens. You gotta pretty much marry the guy. So, I mean, back then. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm meaning. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, he proposes to her. She says no and moves to Florida. To raise this child with most likely the other guy. So it is Soda Pop's child. No, it's a 
another guy's child. Oh, well, if you ask me, Soda Pop dodged a bullet. That sounds like a win-win for him. She cheated. He was in love with her. He was trying to marry so her. So she cheated and got stuck with a baby. He didn't know she was pregnant, though. Well, then he got lucky. <laughs> I, I'm team Soda Pop all day. I'm team I'm going to beat her. <laughs> I think I think time will do that. She's a 16-year-old mother. Then my name is Time. <laughs> 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 but um Derry, Patrick Swayze's character, the big brother, the father now because But so the Sandy character like isn't even in the movie, huh? Mm-mm. Okay. No, they don't mention I didn't think that that storyline sounded familiar at all. No, yeah, they don't really mention her at all. Like, I think maybe her name pops up once in a scene, but that's it. Okay, Soda going berserk. Dairy fighting for custody. Yeah, I was just talking about this earlier that, like, they have the whole... They don't even have at all the scene of them having... Right, there was a whole yeah. trial. And it's not like it's a long movie. They definitely could have no, put yeah. a little more, but, man, it's... court scenes and movies, especially at the end, are brutal. So maybe it was a good call. What about Legally Blonde? Well, that is a court movie you know so like it makes sense that the final would be like in a courtroom yeah. i'll tell you a movie that we should watch and do one on and i'll see if i can get my hands on it that the final scene is in a courtroom is a time to kill with I matthew think... mcconaughey i, I know th- you've never seen it i think i might have told you about it yeah I'm sorry, i feel like matthew you... mcconaughey samuel jackson uh, uh ashley judd oliver platt I'm sure I'm forgetting other people. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but some of the little lines that, like, I'm so happy they kept in. Like, there's one scene where Pony's, like, kind of, like, looking at his face. It's right before the rumble. And he, like, yells to Soda. He goes, when did you start shaving? He goes, 15. He goes, when did Dally? Or when did Dairy? He goes, 13. And Soda's, like, what, trying to grow a beard um, right before the rumble to make you look even more tough? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you should write, I can't think of what it's called, but like write for like the paper or whatever. Oh. And just, I love that they kept that little scene in because it's a, just the cute little banter. <laughs> yeah, when you can tell that they actually get along and that they have good chemistry together. This one. So in the book. I wish they kept in because it would have made. It was Ponyboy School Project yeah, that he was doing if they writing kept the story. This, it would have made the beginning and end like so much clearer almost because the beginning. Sure. Is him writing out a sent like writing out a sentence and saying it, and then it goes into the movie, and then that's how the end is too. Is it goes into the movie. right? Yeah, it begins with that, and then it ends. It seals it, caps it off. Uh, Pony Boy and Soda Pop's parents, uh, they died in a car crash. Leave their leave the three siblings fending for themselves heavily throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Constantly talks about them and tends to compare himself and his two brothers to their mother and father. The film doesn't really mention their parents and instead focuses on where the boys are now without much mention of their past when their parents were alive. I mean... Okay, yeah, because... That probably... I'm sure there was dialogue and I mean, I I see an older brother raising two younger siblings. I assume the parents are dead. Well, yeah. (laughs) Like... But, um, because there's scenes that's more like Ponyboy narrating as of... Like, oh, like Pony Boy or not? Like Soda Pop gets this from Dad and and like looks like Mom or whatever. Oh, like he, okay, that. Kind Dally of looks stuff. like this, but gets this from. Whoever. They just kind of act like the parents never existed. Yeah, like I think they show, like little, 
parts of it because and then like his whole conversation with cherry is like kind of like out which i didn't like either because like uh when him and cherry first met and started talking and then like the socials came to pick up the girls Mm -hmm. um there was like a whole like he, he talked about um mickey mouse which was um soda pops horse and like talked about soda a bunch and like literally like it was just him telling cherry so much about him okay. so, which they didn't mention dairy had a more prominent role in the book kind of like i feel he didn't have a ton of lines in the movie it was kind of their their home home base yeah you know? dairy was like i don't know because i like definitely paid attention to dairy but like just feel like it was kind of the same with both but i can't really think of it as much right now i heard that patrick swayze was a struggling uh screenwriter at the same time and he actually got a job at the local bar while filming this and he was a bouncer and that's where roadhouse was inspired good job dad that's beautiful (laughs) google it because that that shit's true (laughs) courtroom scene finale the book ends with the courtroom scene that has Ponyboy take the stand regarding Johnny killing Bob, the Soch, and about his home life with Derry and Sody Pop. Okay, yeah. They don't mention as much that literally throughout the whole thing, Ponyboy has like a whole pretty much mental illness going on. He's in really bad denial after losing Johnny and Dally and wants to think Johnny's not alive. I was the one that killed Bob. I killed the Soch, not Johnny. Johnny's still alive. He's still with us. Mm-hmm. And it's very heartbreaking reading just because you see him like spiraling and he's thinking and he's just going, no, this isn't what happened. And in the court scene, he in his head is going, they didn't really talk about like Johnny or, or me killing the social at all. Because he's like, when I get on when I get on trial, I'm telling them I was the one that did it, not Johnny. Hmm. And. Um, like before it, he, the doctor is talking to the judge saying, don't mention it. Like he's in really bad denial. He's going to tell you something wrong. I see. And then blonde and black hair. I was just saying this. Dally was supposed to have blonde hair, like silver blonde, but, but Matt Dillon did not want to dye his hair or something. Blonde hair versus black hair. Okay. Okay. Soda Pop's significance to Ponyboy. The film chooses to focus more on Ponyboy and Johnny's relationship, focusing on Ponyboy's relationship with his older brother, Derry, and in particular, Soda Pop. Uh, Ponyboy isn't very close to his oldest brother, Derry, and thinks that Derry hates him, even though Derry's roughness is more about him caring for and wanting to protect Ponyboy, but he is incredibly close to Soda Pop. Soda tends to keep peace between Derry and Pony, and much of the book is dedicated to Ponyboy writing about his love and admiration for his brother, which is pretty absent in the film version. Yeah. Um, in the film, you can tell that he definitely kind of praises, like, both of them. Mm-hmm. So does their going. Their and manliness. there was one scene that got cut that, like, I found on YouTube because um, I knew I might tear up when we watched it in school, so I'm like oh, preparing myself. <laughs> but um, it's um, Derry and Ponyboy arguing at the table, and like it was right after Soda found out 
that Sandy was pregnant with another guy's kid. Oh. So him doing that was in a bad kind of mindset, pretty much. So uh, he, the boys are going, oh, look at Soda. He turned out okay. Like, oh, um, I, why can't I be more like him? Like, why you can't let me? Why can't you let me drop out like Soda did? Mm-hmm. He's getting tired of it, runs out to, like, the park, and they end up chasing him, and they all, like, end up talking about that. And that seems very cute. Yeah, I see. And they cut that. It doesn't sp- explain as much about the Karate Kid's backstory, life past events, particularly being jumped by a group of Soshas in a blue Mustang, the same Soshi stabs later to protect Pony Boy, mm-hmm. which has turned him into a nervous wreck. So he's got anxiety because, because of a traumatic event, which is PTSD. totally understandable, yes. Uh, the film alludes to this event and to his abusive home life that leads him t- to his nervous demeanor, but it's not as clear as it is in the book. Yeah, they do. So they like somewhat talk about it in one scene, like right before... Like, everything happens of, like, the boys getting jumped together and Pony Boy getting, um, like, drowned mm-hmm. and whatnot. Before that, Johnny was going to go home, and so was Pony Boy. And you could just hear a man and a woman arguing really bad. Like, right, almost, I remember that part, like, yeah. Um, physical, kind of. No bueno. So then he's like, oh, I hate when my folks are... Fighting, let's go to the lot, which is kind of like... when your mom hits me. She pushed me. Oh, my gosh. We were on a hike. We're not talking about this because you know it's not true. Oh, you weren't there. (laughs) We're in the woods. There's no cameras. My story is my story, all right? (laughs) I was skipping nimbly over mud puddles. Next thing I know, I feel two tiny hands in the middle of my back. And I'm head over heels, don't, 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 rolling, rolling, rolling. It was Casper the ghost. It was Melissa, your mom. That's who it was. Pushed me. I go tumbling in the mud, favorite hoodie. Luckily, I'm super, super agile. I tucked and rolled. Hat didn't get any mud on it because I had on my favorite Cubs hat, too. I would have been highly upset. Can we go back to the the book and movie now? Uh, If you say you believe me. I believe you. Oh, that was pretty condescending. I believe you, Dad, a hundred percent. Better. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it like I was saying earlier, it does not have his like flashback of him getting jumped by the same ones that he ended up killing right. to protect Pony Boy. Dally's role is bigger in the movie than in the book. Yeah. No rodeos. <laughs> the book mentions <gasps> local rodeos multiple times and talks about how Soda Pop went to own a horse called Mickey Mouse and was crushed when the horse was sold to another farm. The stories work to contextualize the Oklahoma setting of the story, but the rodeos are never mentioned in the film. Although it is a small detail, it did provide characterization for Soda Pop and provide a strong sense of location. Yeah, when... It was it was based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it says, yeah. but it never really specifies in the movie. When the boys first meet the girls and like kind of like protect them from Dally, because Dally is being kind of ruthless and everything, and giggling around and trying to like flirt with the right, girls right. and everything. And he's obnoxiously drunk, yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, 
at that part, they kind of, one thing that the girls kind of knew them from was rodeos, because that was kind of socius and greasers would hang out and, like, do rodeos and stuff, so they're like, oh, yeah. That's how you know you're in Oklahoma. (laughs) But, um, they were like, oh, yeah, doesn't, like, your brother do, like, rodeos? Like, I feel like I've seen you at some. Like, they mentioned that. But, yeah, they never mentioned it in the movie. And how come Tom Cruise's character is, like, always got food in his teeth? He just has, like, one, like, big (laughs) tooth. It's so funny. And the cake. They never mention when Ponyboy's, like, making everybody breakfast. There's just a big chocolate cake that they're all eating. And, like, there's a whole story behind why they eat chocolate cake. And, like, they always eat chocolate cake every day. There's, like, a whole story behind that. Mix it up. Never get shared. There's other kinds of cake out there, dude. And like when they when they leave for the rumble, and there's still two more on this list, so it might come up. Okay, it's not the next one. But when they leave for the rumble, (coughs) and they come running out, and they're all woohoo, woohoo! First of all, uh, Gordon Bombay is like the most jackassy character ever in a movie. (laughs) Like he just, I I wouldn't want to hang out with that guy. (laughs) Two bit. Yeah. And then yeah. Tom Cruise, like, does, like, a backflip. handstand backflip off of the bed of this truck. And, like, it Patrick just... Patrick Swayze is, like, doing a handstand on a um, fence. And it just looks like a song and dance is about to start. Like, I thought I was watching, like, I don't know, some southern version of the Newsies or something. All of a sudden, they're, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. They're going to go. Okay. And, like, with that scene... Everybody was doing like handstands and stuff like <laughs> off the porch in the book, and they were, they explained that like Derry did like some like gymnastics thing at the YMCA and taught everybody that, and like it got Pony Boy not Pony Day, it got Soda Pop and Steve in trouble one time with like the Fez or the Fuzz because it was like the Fuzz, because it was like disrupting people or something because they did it like next to like the highway or something. I don't remember but it was like uh, they like literally just showed them like doing a flip but then that they're doing like somersaults and stuff like they're doing so much alright soda pop or no pony boy rather in the book pony boy has an incredibly difficult time dealing with the events of the past few days understandably so the deaths of Johnny and Dally uh, he shuts down and becomes sick both physically and mentally after learning Johnny died from his injuries during the fire and Dally was killed by the police. He becomes distraught, sleeping for days, continually claiming that he was the one who killed Bob, not Johnny. The film only chooses to show him physically hurting from his injuries during the fire and fighting through it so he can go rumble with the socials yeah because there was a scene where like two bit like kind of like is like oh you okay and like the other side is like oh you're hot man like you okay oh, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like he's like i'll like take some advil or whatever like don't tell dairy because he's not gonna let me in the rumble in the rumble do you and your friends ever have rumbles lulu yeah it's called what we do in the freaking always oh <laughs> you toughians and then, like, what, I, what I've been saying, like, the entire time is there's no narration of Pony Boy. So the whole thing, mm-hmm. a lot of it, which makes sense because you're not going to want narrating through yeah. an entire movie. But, like, they could have added some just to make the context better. 
mm-hmm. like the chocolate cake or the and like. I mean, it would have been better than the accents. Honestly, <laughs> like Thomas's wasn't that bad either. Like no, his his was, was, was the best. He was very good, yeah. And then so we watched Red Dawn a little bit last night. You got to see him drink some deer blood. <laughs> Again, why he became a serial killer? Yeah, we're the why map he is laid out. The Reaper. Um. So what were your favorite parts of the book or the movie, Lou? <laughs> Besides the guys. Besides <laughs> no, the guys. Thinking of a scene. So, um, I will say before I say that, as uh, they mention the court case of, like, in one scene, mm-hmm. which is the scene I was thinking of. I like Pony Boy's like, oh, did you hear about like the court case to Derry? And Derry's like, yeah, the cops were telling me last night. Right. Um, but then it's like all they mention about it, other than like a little bit of, oh, you guys could get taken into a boy's home if you don't be careful. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. But like they don't really mention it. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, like, I think, you know, the fact that it was written by a teen mm-hmm. would really kind of explain why there's not a lot of courtroom jargon and stuff. And especially back then, it's not like she could research it and see, oh, they could be charged with this. Like, back then, you just got to, like, ask your neighbor. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, because in the book, they talk about it. It's the movie that they don't. Like, they mention it once or twice in the movie, but then in the book. I'm talking about, like, if if they had drawn out courtroom. But, yeah, that is true. And I would imagine that would be so boring to read in a book, too, a long courtroom trial. Yeah. I mean, I I don't read a lot of fiction, but, like. I mean, I don't know how much even in like a James Patterson or those authors that are known for crime stuff, how much there's court stuff in there. Yeah. Because I think the courtroom scene... lawyers read books about lawyers? It's going to be awful. I wonder if like... Or not I wonder. Gosh darn it. Um, Made me say that. But like mm-hmm. even the courtroom scene was like three, four pages long. Like it wasn't much. Right, right. And it ended up just like case closed of not enough evidence. How many pages was the book? 153, because I just saw it. No. Or not one. It might have been 253. 153 or 253. I can't remember. I'm going to guess 153. I mean, the movie is only like an hour and 15. It's not very Mm -hmm. long at all. Yeah. Um, But yeah, scenes that I really liked. I liked the scene where Dally kind of like scared them awake. And is like, (laughs) hey, blondie. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about that for a second. First of all. The way Matt Dillon says blondie. They cut, they cut their hair with a knife and dye it in the woods, but it looks like they did it in a salon. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, it's a movie. Give them a break. And if you are on the run, how heavy are you sleeping that someone can sneak up on you? I'm sleeping in shifts. <laughs> <laughs> Which you have to think of it is they probably haven't gone sleep in a few days. Yeah, I'm sure they were exhausted. That's a good point. And they're only... Like, 14 and 16. Right. And have you seen how heavy me and Dylan can sleep? Yeah. For being 13 and I 17? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could still draw on both your faces. Oh, for real? Do you not remember the time you wrote bad on my forehead and blamed on the Yeah, because... Oh, you want to hear a story, folks? <laughs> when Lulu was five-ish. Five-ish, exactly! You still gotta learn, kid. <laughs> we always had her and the boys all would sleep in one room Christmas Eve... Which, you know, was for us to maneuver around the house more easily. But we told them so we could wake them all up at the same time. Uh, 
And we go in her room, because it was the room upstairs, and we go to start making a little pallet on the floor for the boys and pick up her bean bag. And there's three presents under <laughs> it. Three. I was so proud of myself. Oh. Like, Is that one? No, two. I went, it's three. So we decide. We just throw the bean bag back down over it. And we go, okay, guys, come on in. We're going to set up the room. And we recorded it. It comes up in my memories every year on Facebook, and I love it. <laughs> and... <laughs> said, Lulu, why don't you grab that, that bean bag out of your closet? And she goes, that one? Yeah, it's the only bean bag. Uh, no. We're like, well, why? Just grab it so Bubba can sleep on it. Uh, I don't want to. And she tried not to and tried not to. And we said, just grab it. And she picked it up. We're like, what are those? And she said, they're presents. And she just smiled. This is the only thing I knew what to do. <laughs> yeah. And then... She, of course, had to give those presents away. And then that night, the elf on the shelf wrote bad on her forehead. And then I had to see family that day, too, so it sucked even more. And you know what? She's okay, probably done it since then, but that was... that was. Okay, we're getting too off topic now. <laughs> oh, okay. Lou, I got stories about you for days. Mm, not in this one. You can talk about that another time. Okay. Um. Okay, but anyway, back to the comparison of the book and movie okay excuse me um <laughs> uh -huh. what were scenes that you liked hmm i liked when he stabbed that guy you don't even see him stabbing him oh i felt it in my heart i say like, you literally just see pony boy drowning then it just gets red uh i liked it and especially now that i know it was written by a teenager like that, that explains kind of the thin plot. Like, mm. um, it's a good story. I can I can relate to being on the the poor side of things and not uh and you know how I feel like people the socias or preppies always looked at me or whatever. But oh yeah, and even now as an adult, man, I meet people that are dressed nicer than me and you know clearly have some kind of established. Mm career and everything well i've bounced job from job because i've just done things i liked you know mm -hmm. i liked fighting so i pursued that for a long time and yeah. i've messed up jobs yeah i could have been a correctional officer for 15 years now yeah but yeah there is a there's cl it's classism and, and it's real mm -hmm. but there are decent people that have money as well oh for sure and, you know, there, there are bad people that are poor there are good people that are poor there everybody's an individual they're they're all different people of all different kinds and every different uh, possible spectrum you can think of. Yeah. In the movie, um, Randy, the one social that didn't die, ends up literally, literally like, in the book, he goes over to the Curtis house, Pony and mm -hmm. Derry and Soda's house, to see Pony Boy when he was, like, sick to, like, just talk to him because mm -hmm. he was an actual good guy. That was a social. So is that the scene that actually happened in the car in the movie when he talks to him? That's the thing is because I was thinking about that when I was watching it the other day. I'm like, wait. Because they'll do that. That's yeah. one thing with books to movies where they'll take like two scenes that they're like, we could turn this into one scene. Mm -hmm. And they'll kind of combine elements of them. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. Probably. Yes. Because I... That, I think so, because I'm trying to think if that scene actually happened in the book or not, or if that happened. And I think you're right. Yeah. 
Gordon Bombay was out there making sure they didn't get bombed. <laughs> Calling them gorilla face. Mwah. <laughs> gorilla That's... face. That sounds mildly racist. <laughs> no. Because their faces were just formed like a gorilla. Because, like, they're like. Watch your next words. You're going to get us canceled. Because, like, their cheeks were, like, kind of moved up more. And, like, they had the small eyes and bushy eyebrows. Uh... Kind of like their lips were out but not big. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and like messed up but nice teeth, so. Right, right. Like, he kept making jokes and was like, oh, uh, your faces get stamped into gorilla cookies. And then his laugh, too. Like, yeah. Emilio Escobar and Matt Dillon, their laughs make me laugh. He was super obnoxious. <laughs> like. It's like they were like, all right, just go out there and be the biggest jackass you can be with a southern accent. <laughs> Got it. One of his first lines was, want to see what's hanging? To, like, some random girl in a car. It's, it's like, okay. Man. That's how I met your mother, actually. <laughs> I know that's not true. It's absolutely true. Me and mom were just telling Alyssa the story of how you guys met when we were at the game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How did your mom remember it? Lay it on me. I'll tell how you. How do you remember it? No, tell her right now. <laughs> She's going to listen to this. i got to test you, see if you're paying attention. The story is you would have, not too long ago, gotten out of... Um, what I can't think of the word. Killing. Um, being in the army, the um. I was still in the army. Okay. I was in the National Guard, so I just had drill every month. Okay, um, but you worked as a security guard at Riverside Casino, and I mom did. worked at a, as a waitress. Yes, she did. With Belinda, her best mm-hmm, friend, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Belinda saw your butt and thought you have a nice butt. <laughs> so mom that she's check out your butt, and then. Told you to talk. Mom agreed that I had a nice butt. And then you guys talked, met, hung out a lot. <laughs> I didn't know you were me... going to actually say the butt thing. That's funny. Yeah, because that's like the whole Well, your plot. mom walked up to me and like one security guard every night had to wear like the first aid like fanny pack. And this was before fanny packs were back. <laughs> and so I had it one night and she comes and finds me and asks me if I have any ibuprofen because she had a headache. Oh, we didn't have anything. I had, like, Band-Aids and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sorry, I don't. I have a Band-Aid if you want one. <laughs> and she was like, oh. And she, like, didn't know what to say. We didn't even really talk then. <laughs> and then I was sitting on break, and Belinda came and sat with me and said, my roommate thinks you're really cute or something like that. And I was like, who's your roommate? She's a Melissa, the blonde waitress. And I was like, she's also very cute. Aww, and then so uh, we arranged a hangout and she came down to my place and we found out that there was a little more of an age difference than either of us <laughs> thought. It was, it was funny. I remember this. She says, how old do you think I am? And I went, 25? And she said, 27. I'll be 28 soon. And I was like, oh. And I go, how old do you think I am? And she goes, 25? And I go, 22 <laughs> and she was like oh my and yeah you're you're uh there were there were a lot of people that were like mm, let's see how this lasts yeah well, 15 years later suck it folks oh blazers no but like we keep getting so off track <laughs> no that's what we're, we're done talking about the movie yeah you know, the people the people come here for entertainment this is a generational uh-huh. gap so how did you meet your husband I'm or what? single. That's damn right. Good answer. What's some of the, the dating scene like? You don't have to use names. 
What is junior high dating oh like God. these days? That's what I'm curious so, about. So, I mean, there's people that are very, tu- not touchy, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that are very open about it and very, oh my gosh, this is what this person did today. Or, oh my gosh, they gave me this. Or mm-hmm. they're wearing this that I bought them. Or like, oh my God, I wore the necklace or whatever. Okay. And then there's people that are like, like, oh, are you still dating this person? Oh yeah, we. it's actually like our five months or whatever. Are there, uh, is there a lot of hanky panky? In junior high these days? No. Um, Too soon. There were, I remember when I was in junior high, there were, you know, oh my God, I heard that they made out. Yeah, that, like, not, like, nothing bad, but, like. like, one girl had sex and, like, everyone's head exploded. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's, if it's anything, it's, oh, I saw these two making out or whatever. It's, like, nothing bad, but it's, like. Oh yeah, these two kissed, or like, like we've tried to get some of our friends to kiss, and it's like, oh my god, you just like do it, like please, like we've done little things like that, but nothing ever really bad. Mm-hmm. I actually wait, and then there's the couples okay, okay. that are like, oh, I dated this guy, now I'm dating his best friend, oh, and then shit. now she's now they're dating neither, but are still really close with both. And are the two guys okay? Yeah. I mean, I'm friends with the two guys and a I've, little bit the girl. I've dated a girl after my friend, and I'm the kind of guy that I'm usually like, "Hey, dude, I think me and her are hitting it off. Like, is this cool?" Uh, but mm-hmm. I've had, I found out later that like a, a friend was dating a girl I had a thing for or dated or something, and just didn't say anything to me. And I always thought that was pretty messed up. Yeah, it was. She dated one of them, then dated the other, and then like kissed the other mm-hmm. the one that she dated first Ooh. and like the guys are still friends and like yeah. still friends with her and i'm friends with both the guys so i like oops yeah <laughs> Sorry, that's a tough one um yeah junior high kids are brutal too because like that's a real age like your your generation i'm sure is more uh aware of it than mine was but like how much words hurt because mm-hmm. like what i said a girl had sex and everyone's head exploded like <laughs> this girl was popular it was actually a girl i had a huge crush on and she was dating a guy who was a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. and she actually thought she was pregnant and i like had a legitimate pregnancy scare in mm-hmm. eighth grade oh god and her friends for a period of time, like, probably because of this other real popular girl decided, you know, almost like a mean girls thing, they treated her like shit. Wow. And it was so hard for me to watch because I, she was a sweet, sweet person. We're still friends on Facebook and everything, but um, to see her go through that and, like, mm-hmm. I liked her so much that, she, yeah, I hated it. And junior high kids, they just don't realize how bad the shit they say hurts i had plenty of stuff said to me and then i said stuff to the guys who were like a level below me too you know yeah you looking back none of it feels good seriously well that was a downer folks <laughs> yeah uh, our supper's here so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up honey say hi hi why do you have the door open <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up folks have a good time This has been Generational Gap.